When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot to get to. Uh, part of the new Trump interview, talking about, hey, is Biden too old to run for president? Yeah, got to be careful because he's right around the same age. Well, he's got a great answer. Also, hey, why didn't you fire Fauci when you had the chance? See, we said this yeah. numerous times. We'll get to that uh, in a bit. Um, these Hunter Biden allegations, the left says... We're talking about the Biden impeachment inquiry. No, there's no proof of anything. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when they say, well, you got no evidence. Right. What are you talking about? We went over a lot of this yesterday, but apparently the Hunter Biden allegations are right-wing misinformation. Here we go. Who yeah. said this? The spokesman for the White House legal team says there's no evidence that Joe Biden profited off of his son's business deals, okay. even though there's literally evidence of just that. I mean, again, what what... What the Biden administration and his defenders are wanting you to believe is that the crackhead son of the president was running around the world, raking in millions of dollars, funneling those millions of dollars to every member of the Biden family through a vast network of LLCs and other shell corporations and companies. Correct. And the only person who didn't get a cut of any of it was the guy on whom the entire scam depended. Except for the messages that we have from the laptop that say the big guy was Joe Biden and he was getting 10%, and then communications with Hunter texting, griping about having to give Joe 50%. Yeah. No evidence. No evidence nope. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Ian Sams, again, a spokesman for the White House legal team, speaking on CNN. Okay. Well, again, I think this is part of the right wing's misinformation machine to try to confuse people uh, about what the truth is. The truth is that the president, as he has said publicly for years, uh, calls his family every day to check in. He calls his son every day to check in. He calls his other family members to check in to see how they're doing. He loves them. They're, they're a tight knit family. Oh, my and goodness. What the GOP's own witness testified in this case is that that's exactly what the president was doing. He was checking in with Hunter during a particularly hard time, I might add, a time where the family was going through 
uh, Hunter's brother Bo's illness. Uh, and of course, oh, the hold can- on. You're playing into the sympathy oh, yeah. of the yeah. lost son and yeah. brother. They they are. They have decided they're going to lean into using Joe Biden's dead son's body as a shield. It's disgusting. It's it reprehensible. Is. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth, man. I guess we shouldn't be surprised at this point. Finish out what he's saying. And of course, the president checks in with his son and talks to him. But again, that witness testified no business dealings of Hunter Biden's or anyone's was discussed in these conversations. And so, again, they're trying to make this sort of strange connection. Strange. A strange connection. Okay. Listen, man. What's frustrating to me, and I mentioned this several times yesterday, is not so much that you have people like that that will go out there and just lie. Because you almost expect that from politicians on some level, even though that's (laughs) that's getting toward overboard. But media won't tell people the truth. They'll protect Biden. And they'll go with that narrative. This is about a father loving his son. Oh, yeah. And I've heard this point brought up before, and I can't remember whose it was. Uh, I would give him credit. But I think it made a lot of sense. Let's say you have a son, okay? Troubled, drug addict, um, you know, in and out of rehab. Okay. Knows that the son is struggling, okay? Knows that one of the most corrupt countries in the world, Ukraine, they have this energy company, Burisma. They want to put my son, who is very troubled right now and a drug addict, on the board. You know that your son has no idea what he's doing when it comes to an energy company. You know how this game is played. And you say, yep, I think this is a great move. Full speed ahead. As a matter of fact, let me talk to Big O and make sure this is all going to be all right. What, it's not okay? No, we're going to move ahead anyway. (laughs) He loves his son that much to put him in with those sharks? Are you freaking kidding me? It more sounds to me like a guy that doesn't care that much about his son, but what can he get out of his son? And I don't know that that's the case, but if I just read that story, that's what it looks like to me. If you called your son every day, wouldn't you get some kind of inkling that perhaps there was some illicit drug use going on when he didn't answer the phone for three days or was comatose (laughs) or whatever? I mean, come on, you know. He knew he was struggling at the time. Well, and apparently did nothing about it. He was in and out of rehab. Yeah. He knew. And then you put him in that position? Dude. Wasn't his daughter in rehab too? Yeah, she was in rehab. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Yeah. she was in rehab uh, while he was uh, on the campaign trail. They said she was busy doing work, but in fact, they were just ashamed of her because she was in rehab, which is really sad. And, and, you know, one of the things I always bring up because the left tries to say, oh, they're just going after Hunter Biden because he was a drug addict. Well, that's not true because nobody really goes after Ashley Biden, his daughter. Because that's a sad situation, and and as of right now, there's no indication that she was running around the world profiting off of American taxpayers the way that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were. She's just a tragic figure. And so to me, it's like, yeah, hands off. Yeah, dude, this guy. It's really something for someone like that to go out and say that crap. It really is. Wow. And of course the president checks in with his son and talks oh to him. Oh, my gosh. What's that guy's name again? Ian Sams. 
I am Sam? Yeah. The special needs guy that got yeah. out there now, they just give him the lies? You don't know what it's like, but you try and you try and you try and you try and you don't ever get there. I would take more from that guy than the guy that just spoke for the president. Ian that's Sam, a that's a new one for me. I haven't heard of him yeah. before. Yeah, I am Sam. He, 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 won, a, he won the creative writing contest and oh, gets boy. the gig. Good yeah. Lord. All right. So more on that a little bit later. The whole thing's disgusting. Um Let's talk about the Trump interview with Megyn Kelly when Tony Fauci got brought up, David. Yeah, well, he was interviewed, Donald Trump was, by Megyn Kelly the first time since the whole bleeding from the eyes thing in 2015. Um, she pressed him hard on the COVID stuff, and I'm, I'm glad she did because I, I do think that even if you like Trump and, and you plan on voting for him, that seems to be the biggest liability is him oh, kind of yeah. saying, yeah, taking a back seat to Deborah Burks and Anthony Fauci and whatnot. And she pressed him on, you know, his decision to let Fauci be the star of his administration during the pandemic. Yes. You made him a star. You made him a star. This is the criticism of you, that you made him the face of the White House coronavirus task. You think so? That he was at every presser, that he was running herd for the administration on COVID, and that you actually gave him a presidential commendation before you left office. Wouldn't you like a do-over on that? Uh, I don't know who gave him the commendation. I really don't know who gave him the commendation. Well, presidential I commendation. One went I out Mark Somebody Hilly probably too. handed him a commendation. He probably... But let me just tell you about Fauci. Fauci was... Talk about a second. I, and I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do, David. Or maybe you do, Scott. Did Trump hand it to him? Or was it just this thing titled the presidential... No, well, you're, you're supposed to sign off on it. Yeah. Signature okay. on it. Yeah, you, you get final authorization on that, yeah. Are you the one that presents it to him? I, did he? That I don't know. That I, I don't remember. No, I, I think it came in the form of just like a press release. Oh, okay. So it came in the All mail. Right. His medal yeah. came in the mail. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Just curious. Fauci was very important in the Biden administration, much less important. If you know, he didn't want to stop China. He wanted to let everyone come in from China. I stopped it. I overrode it. I overrode many of the things he did. He was much less important to me. Now, with that all being said, he's been there for years. He was respected. He lost a lot of the respect because of COVID, but he was respected. And on COVID... If you know what I did, I let the governors run their states. So what'd you think of that? Scott, you first. He should have fired Fauci. He should have let him. I mean, he had every opportunity to fire him, and he didn't. You don't think there would have been a huge firestorm at the time? Well, sure, there would have been a firestorm. But so he should what? have did it anyway. Yeah. So what? Fauci's gone. He's been there a long time. Time to go. Pack it up and go. We need, we need a new face in here and a new voice. You're not it. And he had the opportunity to do that. That, to me, is my number one issue with Trump. David, what do you think? Well, I think there's a revisionist history when he suggests that, you know, he wasn't really that influential. Yeah, I mean, there were times when Trump would push back on Fauci, as he pointed out, the flights from China. Yeah. And all of that. And there were a few other things. But at the end of the day, as president, Trump did kind of let Fauci take lead. And in part of that interview... Trump makes the case that, you know, early on, no one knew what was happening. No one knew what the risk was, who was at most risk. You know, you, you were kind of trusting the experts. And he made the point, Fauci, within that group, was very well respected. Yes. And I, I get that, and I sympathize with that, and I completely understand that. 
But at the same time, when it became very clear that he had been missing some chip shots, you know, he he had not necessarily uh, 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 been on the up and up, Fauci. I don't know about the firing stuff, but I remember at the time, when was that? Maybe July or June? I think I said something like, I don't know if he should be fired, but certainly take a back seat. Because yeah. we're never going to get anywhere as long as this guy is really dictating policy. Well, you know, at the time, we've talked about this several times, you're trying to just take it in and be honest as far as just doing this gig every day. And I know I got a lot of criticism. That's fine. When you figured out, okay, first of all, you said, you know, uh, no, mask isn't going to do any good. No, the mask would be good. I'm like, you can't trust this guy now. And, I mean, it was like an avalanche. You don't understand. He was trying to protect the people at the hospitals. That's what he was supposed to do at that time. I'm like, that's fine, but you've lost the public trust, and now I can't trust the guy. Right. Then over time, he revealed who he really was, a guy that you just couldn't trust. Well, he benefited. He, the Wuhan lab was getting money from him, and that was the CYA part of it all. Well, and then you come to find out that he was putting pressure on all these other scientists, and we're going to withhold funding from exactly. you if you don't get on board with our statement. Yeah, here's the narrative. Follow it. So to me, if Trump just says, listen, we're trusting. No one knows what's going on, okay? So if, had I known then what I know now, I would have fired him. Wow. And I would take that answer just fine. That's a better answer, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get to more of that I bet he didn't call you first. You should always pick up the phone and call Jamie Markley. He'll tell you. Here's how you handle this, Mr. Trump. Oh, yeah, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't want to talk on the air every time I'd boot it. I mean, that's what we do in this, but you only talk about the times you get it right. right. I'm joking. You got that one show, right. We that always got bets going on. That one's right. Wrong. That one's right. Very right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, big sports story, as you know, this week, Aaron Rodgers and the Achilles and Jets fans, you know, they were so hopeful going into the year. And now it's like, it's all, mm. and he's 39 years old, Aaron Rodgers. And yep. some people are like, is this it for him? He says, no, it's just wanted your reaction on this real quick, because he put it out on social media, uh, saying, Hey, please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. And he had thanked people for all their support and all that. And then he left with the night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. Ooh, the Phoenix. I mean, we're all told, right? That <laughs> no, that's true. The at a certain point, honest, most can, honest line ever. Yeah, we we can't do this anymore. And I don't know. At thirty nine, you you rip up your Achilles like that. Yeah, you're expected you know, to. Maybe he could next year or something, but I I don't know, man. If you know, if he throws god willing in there i'm cool with it or you know at least my intentions i'm going to be back but the old i shall rise yet again i don't know man god took his first in the fantasy draft in heaven (laughs) (laughs) oh we got to get the latest in new mexico on the governor's gun control issues a bunch coming up right here the morning again camp and robin show jamie markley big van camp scott robbins i'm sure that each we reach in the historical underserved communities. Historically, and there's a lot of underserved communities. As a matter of fact, when they, my work on trying to move on the environment and global warming, there's a lot of fence line communities that uh, we're cleaning up. But what? I have uh-huh. no idea. None. None. Corrupt and nonsensical. Just okay. Babbling. All right. 
Yeah, underserved communities and work mm-hmm. with China. Boy. Yep. Huh? Yep. But the underserved communities there? What does that mean? The Uyghur Muslims? I, the, no, what? No, he doesn't care about them. Of course not. No. Not at all. Holy smokes, man. All right, more on him hey. losing his mind later. Yeah. Uh, big story, of course, this week out of New Mexico is the Second Amendment. Yeah. Trampled upon. Well, the governor, uh, Governor Michelle Lujan, I'd like to speak to the manager, Grisham, uh, put out a public health order suspending gun rights for 30 days in the uh, city of Albuquerque. After a string of shootings, one of them involved the death of an 11-year-old boy uh, in a road rage incident. Now, she specifically targeted people who have concealed carry licenses as well, saying Mm -hmm. if you went through the process of getting licensed to carry, that is invalid in the city of Albuquerque. Obviously, that's illegal. You obviously have a lot of Democrats even saying so. And now... And the first round of legal jostling, a federal judge who was appointed by Joe Biden uh, has issued a temporary restraining order against it. It's in effect until October 3rd, uh, which is when the next hearing is, um, saying that the violation of a constitutional right, even for minimal periods of time, unquestionably constitutes irreparable injury. Yeah. Yeah, what we were talking about yesterday, uh-huh. even her AG said, I'm not going to defend you in this. All these lawsuits coming in? Yeah. Uh, can't do it. It's unwinnable. Yes. Well, and not only that, you tease this out uh, because she did target people with concealed carry licenses. If you were to play this out, let's say it goes through the court system, winds up in front of the Supreme Court. That is the fastest way to invalidate a state's right to issue licenses to carry guns, which means no more licensing whatsoever. Anyone can carry a gun. Democrats hate that idea. (laughs) And they recognize that that's really what would happen if they were to really vigorously defend this in court. So I, I feel like this was kind of a trial balloon. Let's see who can do it. Or who can get away with this? But when I they, think that too. When they saw the backlash immediately, and they realized, "Oh crap, what step two of this look like?" Everybody just bailed on her, which is really yes. funny because she's insufferable. Well, yes. Well, honestly, it's like putting Joy Behar in charge of a state. Yeah. Just well, I think that guns are bad, and no more. Well, that's not the way it works. And so, I mean, we were having the conversation yesterday. Is it that the case or was it this trial that was set out by Democratic operatives to tell her, hey, here's what you do here? And she just followed orders. Either way, it was stupid. And, yeah, she'll well, she should pay the price for that. Elizabeth Warren endorsed it. Of course she did. Yeah, she did on well, CNN last night. Yeah, Communists have to stick together. That's true, David. Oh, did you guys hear Nancy Pelosi being asked? If Kamala Harris is the best vice presidential option for Biden, this is fantastic. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen X or a millennial, a sexy boomer. Hey, you switched hats to an Orioles hat from a Cubs hat. Is that because they lost? Yeah, they've been they've been losing. They've been playing badly, so I took the hat off. I put on a winner's hat. The Orioles are in first place. They lost last night. All right, we got to move on. Um, The Cubs or the Orioles? Both. Okay, thank you. No problem. Loser hat. I thought you knew that. Um, 
This is funny to me because you know the Democrats have a problem with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris running for president. If Joe doesn't make it, you got Kamala. Jeez. The Democratic Party knows that's a loser. They can't really come out and say it, yeah. but they know it's a loser. So Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> speaking of losers, <laughs> old not a gas, not quite of right mind, is on with Anderson Cooper last night, CNN. And the Coop Loop is going to ask about Kamala Harris. Is she the best pick? The Koopa Loop. That's the a new Koopa. one, but I love it. I'm bringing back an old Los Angeles Laker from the 80s. Remember the Koopa Loop? Michael Cooper? <laughs> I do. Anyway, uh, roll this because this is just a great reaction. Vice President Kamala Harris, the best running mate for this president? He thinks so, and that's what matters. And by the way, so? see, okay, time out. Bain Camp's already dying here. Well, I, I, I felt that one personally because uh, just to, to take a quick detour, years ago uh, when we first uh, went national as a show, we had a, a photo shoot. And the, the clothes that I was wearing <laughs> during it got some, <laughs> I'll say, tough but fair criticism from one of the uh, ladies who does the creative stuff. She's awesome. For the, yeah, Kelly is great. Yes. Um, and said something like, I think we can do better than off of the dorm room floor. Correct. And we were talking with another person in the company about this. Yes. And this individual said, yeah, I think you need to wear like a suit and tie or, or something at least ironed or whatever. He goes, because, you know, I, I know like... You usually, David, dress comfortably. You dress how you want to. And, mm-hmm. and it works. Dot, dot, dot. For you. <laughs> yes, it was iconic. Yeah. And I don't even think he meant that to be just like a dagger. But it was a little bit. Yes. I mean, I still dress like I shop out of the dumpster at a Goodwill, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, point being... Honestly, you could put your attire on anybody else. It still doesn't work. But he's trying to be nice to say it works for you. Right. <laughs> like, uh, Kamala would be great uh, for nobody, but it's important to Joe. Right. right. Yes. Right. It's good for him. But yes, absolutely. Way, you think so? She's very politically astute. I don't think people give her enough credit. Uh, she's, of course, values-based, consistent with the president's values and the rest. And uh, people don't understand, she's politically stupid. Why would she, she be vice president if she were not? Why would she be vice president if she were not politically astute? Hmm. I can tell you why. Yeah. Hmm. Why, Scott? Well, because she checks two boxes. Uh, what boxes? What are you speaking of? Person of color and female. Oh, that's right, because he said... He put himself in that box. He did. He, he did it. He did. I mean, I don't even think he meant to say it when he said it. It was just expedient oh, I, at the I, time. No, I think so. I think the pressure like was the on. Like the Supreme Court judge. I mean, everything. You know, this Woman guy. Woman of color. Well, yeah. And you yeah. got poot, boot edge edge and oh, yeah. all these other nutbags that are there because they checked off a box. <laughs> God. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. Nutbag, that's hilarious. But uh, moving on. But when she was running for uh, attorney general in California, she had 6% in the polls. In the polls, and she politically astutely made her case about why she would be good, did her politics, and became attorney general. So, don't people shouldn't underestimate what Kamala Harris brings to the table. 
So it just mirrors that a little bit of a, another backhanded compliment there. A little there. bit, yeah. Okay. So the goop is going to circle back around here. Mm. Of course, yeah. But do you think she is the, the best running mate, though? She's the vice president of the United States. So people say to me, well, why isn't she doing this or that? I said, because she's the vice president. Listen That's the job description. You don't do that much. Mm. You know, you, you know, you, you, you're a, a source of strength, inspiration, intellectual resource, and the rest. And you, and she, I think she's represented our country very well at home and abroad. <laughs> not really to do anything. She's not I mean, supposed to do anything. Yeah. I mean, like that—that's just not true. You don't—you don't do anything as vice president. And I mean, imagine another time. Can you think of one in recent history where, if you ask the question, do you think that this vice president is supporting the administration well enough with Trump and Mike Pence? You could say, well, Mike Pence has been laser focused on restructuring the federal judiciary. And Absolutely. so, yeah, he's been doing that's it. all I'm thinking is well, you do nothing. There were people on the left saying no one understands how much Mike Pence is doing to destroy the, our way of thinking as far as politics go. Right. That, that's what the left was saying at the time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even Joe Biden under Barack Obama. What was what was his, his skill set aside from the cynical play of, well, we don't think white people will vote for a black guy. It, it was because making his family millions of dollars. Right. And he was effective in that. He was but, very good but at it. But publicly it was he's been in the Senate for a long time. And since right. the vice president is the president of the Senate, he's got those relationships and he can help get stuff done. Dick Cheney, well, you know, he was, you know, the emperor to George W. Bush's Darth Vader. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. I mean. Well, yes. Well, they go back to Al Gore roles. even. I mean, Al Gore was environmental. You know, he was a kook then about it i mean he was going around the country doing that stuff so but if you were to say who is the most powerful woman in the democratic party what would your answer be well she's in the top three yeah well yeah yeah wouldn't that would be, be my number one i wouldn't think. be mama right. but mama would be way three. down there so yeah. you get the most powerful person in that party saying that about the sitting vice president yeah. dude that's something it truly is i Man, oh, man. And you wondered, what's Anderson Cooper thinking? Did he know the answer to that question before he asked it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I can only imagine, like, you know, you do the post-show review of how that went, and I bet you anything, <laughs> he was laughing like crazy. This little giggle thing he has. Thinking, I can't believe she actually said that. <laughs> Just imagining that's how it went down. But I bet it was. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that giggle. Oh, that's something, isn't it? All right, we got to move on. It's that time of the show. Going around the table may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Well, this one actually is pretty big, um, and it has to do with the impeachment inquiry, because we keep hearing over and over again, there's no evidence uh, connecting Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's international business dealings. No evidence. <laughs> Even Anderson Cooper thinks right. that's funny. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, uh, was asked about this by an AP reporter who was saying, well, there is no evidence. And, and so Kevin McCarthy is saying, well, one of the reasons why you have an impeachment inquiry is to, again, focus on the outstanding questions and, and try to narrow down the evidence that you've already collected. Yes. That's the purpose. And then 
you know, I'm not always the biggest fan of Kevin McCarthy. Right. I'm with you. I would love to see more of this from every Republican who's asked about the impeachment inquiry because he lays this AP reporter to waste without being insulting. Wow. And here it is. That's a trick. Do you believe the president lied to the American public when he said he'd never talked to his son about business dealings? Yes or no? It's all right. I can't answer that. You, you can't answer that? Do you believe when they said the president went on conference calls? Do you believe that happened? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe the president went to Cafe Milano and had dinner with the, with the clients of Hunter Biden, who believes he got those clients because he was selling the brand? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Do you believe Hunter Biden, when you saw the video of him driving a Porsche, that he got $143,000 to buy that Porsche the next day? Do you believe the $3 million from the Russian oligarch that was transferred to the shell companies that the Bidens controlled after the dinner from Cafe Milano took place? For the testimony. Okay, then I go back. Do you think the president lied that he... When but he is said, that an impeachable? Is lying an impeachable? Well, you want, you want to know... I'm not saying impeachment. All I'm saying is I would like to know answer these questions. The American public ought to know. And that's what impeachment inquiry provides. That, that's yes. what it does. Right. <laughs> She's wow. like... Well, is lying an impeachable offense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, as we learned through two impeachments with Donald Trump, it doesn't really matter. Impeachment is a political act. It is not the same as a criminal indictment. Yes. No. Yeah. I'm with you, man. That was good. McCarthy was really good there. All right, Scott, what's your story? My story is, wow, this is a wild one. A uh, wild Nantucket yacht party oh, allegedly involved pornographic filmmaking and a long drug-fueled weekend. The ordeal, by the way, was put together by a guy named Dr. Scott Anthony Burke. He's facing a slew of drug charges and gun charges, a bunch of guns on the boat, too. The court documents said that uh, the Texas man called Nantucket police to report a woman's possible overdose aboard his $7.5 million yacht after she passed out in the middle of a FaceTime call. Apparently, they're all jacked up on coke and other things and were doing some filmmaking while they were on the boat. So they were all arrested. And now we finally know, ladies and gentlemen, for instance, who the man from Nantucket is. thinking yeah one of those people is running for state house in virginia all right there once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> yes yes yeah uh for my story today uh david i know you've talked a long time about ufos the proof they exist and all that but i guess this story isn't one of those these people that say we have found two dead aliens in mexico the remains yeah they're, like, They're small, less than two feet tall. They look like a papier-mâché uh, alien from E.T. I agree. Yeah, uh, apparently that didn't check out so much. That that was beginning to be a big story, and then it kind of went south fast. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, did you know this person that says that he unveiled this also unveiled a similar alien corpse in 2017? Which turned out to be what? Nothing. Well, fossilized remains of a child. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Uh, people are skeptical also because 
they were covered in loose sand, the latest ones. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Mexican University that did the carbon dating put out a statement saying the only determined the age of the fossils, not what they are, things like that. By the way, Ryan Graves, who is a name of somebody, the Navy pilot, mm-hmm. that testified at the first congressional hearings about UFOs in July, said it, this alien corpse thing is an unsubstantiated stunt, a huge step backwards. Like, hey, we're serious here. You're a jokester. Yeah. So is this a big disappointment? No. Well, did I, you ever get your hopes up? That I, this I believe true? that these fraudsters are actually paid by various intelligence communities to try to keep us from learning the truth. Oh. Or maybe to change the conversation nationally. One of the tiny aliens was holding a Bud Light can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I could use the old line. I'm not going to dignify that with a response, but I'm too busy laughing. Okay. There's much more to get to. Uh, Ron DeSantis with the quote, what does, have, what does being gay have to do with math class? We'll fill in the blanks and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, you have a clip with... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis? Yeah, he did an interview on CBS News, and I just thought this was uh, hilarious. Because, of course, the interviewer, Nora O'Donnell, oh. is going to go after, quote-unquote, don't say gay. Which is really just a law in Florida that says, hey, teachers, quit talking to kids in private about their genitals and sexual fantasies. You're being weird. Stop being weird. Okay? <laughs> right. and, uh, and he said, hey, look, for all the backlash to this i mean a lot of people seem to like the policy actually and he scoreboards a little bit and i I just love the way this ends uh but here's the setup okay i think most people of all different persuasions agree with, with the stand we took but i think it's also important to say i've got people moving into florida in record numbers we are the number one fastest growing state and we are the state with the most net domestic in migration and that's people from all walks of life that are coming and they're coming because the state is successful and they have an opportunity to get ahead most gay people say they knew they were gay since they were a kid but they've known most of their life they were gay but here's the here's the question is what does that have to do with math class or English class or history class. So well, should not, they feel accepted in schools? Everyone should, should there be, to, there everyone should be should tolerance. Be, everyone should be accepted, 100%. That's the new argument? She yeah. hates him. She was badgering him the whole time. He, and, he, and he was good. He handled it. But, what? I mean, there's, there, that interview is brutal. She's awful. Okay, so her argument is you can't feel accepted unless you teach the whole gender craziness right yeah exactly that's nonsense it's like okay kids today we're gonna learn long division by the way johnny's gay and that's perfectly fine (laughs) speaking of long division johnny's been gay for a long time (laughs) again johnny john johnny knew when he was four not when he was 12 but if he took 12 minus four what would you get yeah got it (laughs) god and oh man, these people. Yeah, that's something. Yep. Well, it's interesting because I just saw a story from New York Magazine of all places today. You crying? Why is it kids being educated in New York City can't read? Right. Like wait, 
we got to attract families here. And, and you can't teach these kids to read. Why can we no longer teach kids to read? Well, if anyone ever brings up, hey, you know, you're probably spending too much time on all this gender crap and not teaching the kids what they actually need to know just to keep up with the level they should be at right. at each age. Yeah. Homophobic, transphobic. Yeah, right. They can tell what? you. They can tell you all 72 pronouns and whatnot, and they know what paleo-pansexual or whatever means. Right. They can't when you read. take all the time for all that crap, how do you have time for the other stuff? I don't understand why we're falling behind in math and reading skills. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Through all the stuff going on with Biden and the impeachment inquiry and all of these different conversations, do the Democrats really want Biden out now and all that? You look at one of the things that Biden is trying to run on right now, uh-huh. Bidenomics. I don't know if you heard, but it, it's working. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was the, Well, that was the talking point. Guess what? <laughs> Bidenomics is working. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even guys like Anderson Cooper are laughing about that, you know, when not on camera. Oh, boy. And I mean, you got, you know, different people, the spokespeople trying to go out there and say the same thing. And then you look at the reality and you look at the numbers. Maybe you saw this within the last couple of days. It comes out. The average household is way below what they were before. Yeah. You know, third year in a row. Of course. I hadn't heard it put in this terminology, though. Okay. Because you hear, well, jobs. Well, you guys have created so many jobs. As Biden will say, and, you know, all of his people will go out there and try to say the economy's going great. It takes $1,000 in earnings today to buy what $857 could purchase when Biden took office. Yeah, see, Bidenomics is working. People are going backwards. Of you course notice they're going that. backwards. We live in the real world. We talk to real people. We, we shop at the grocery store with them. We go to the gas station with them. Well, you think about we have these conversations. Over, we know this. Over time. Yeah. I mean, I'll just state the obvious. So $10,000 a few years ago is what it cost, what would have been 8570 1400's got to get cut somewhere. Yeah. And you put that over a year. Okay. Where is it all going? Well, you got to cut costs. Or you start using your credit card, which people are doing at record numbers, too. Dude. Uh, American credit card debt has surged by 38%. That's incredible. And you know why? Exactly. Since the first quarter of 2021. For the very reasons you're talking about. Yes. And then there was a report yesterday, and economists are kind of scratching their heads saying, in some places, spending has not gone down. How? Right. We know how. Credit card debt. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to come home to roost at some point in time. Sure and that's why the prediction is we're going to be in this for a while. Yep. Stagnation, call it what you want. There's no easy way out of this. And when you listen to the different people talk about, well, how did we get here? It is the trillions of dollars that were just thrown out into the market. 
And this was predicted at the time. Yeah. Yep. Well, that and then coupled with kneecapping oil and gas production, which has come in fits and starts, but under the Biden administration, that has been a dominant theme. Actually, when you have these different pieces put together, when asked, what is the number one factor? That's it. Well, yeah. It's the energy prices. Because everything comes down to it. One of the reasons why we don't have uh, inflation running away the same way that like Europe does, for example, mm-hmm. is because even with the Biden administration's unconscionable actions on energy production in this country, um, not to mention what state governments like California have done, uh, we are still relatively energy independent. We don't have to wait for Saudi Arabia or Russia to provide our energy sources for us. Um, and that has managed to keep costs low. But when you take away that supply or hamper that supply, everything is affected by the cost of gas and diesel and everything else that goes into making things move. Because you, companies then obviously have to charge more. Right. I mean, you, you think about just your supply chain for food. Yeah. You know, if, if a farmer has to spend more money on diesel for sure. his tractors, well, then he's going to have to charge more on the, what he grows. And then the company that takes it and processes it and turns it into food that winds up in your grocery store, well, they've got to raise prices because the diesel that runs their shipping uh, 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 units, their, their, their trucks, mm-hmm. that's more expensive. And so then they've got to cover those costs somehow. And then it just goes on and on and on from there. It always comes down to energy. How readily available is it and how cheap is it? And Joe Biden has done absolutely nothing to make it more readily available or cheaper. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. He goes in the opposite direction. We're all going to die. Climate change, global warming. You know, beating that drum constantly, ignoring what 1,600 scientific quote experts have said, there's not a climate emergency. There are things that can be done over time, but we're not facing a climate emergency right now. Stop it. But those people get shut down in a hurry. Yeah. But every chicken little gets an audience. Of course. Of course. So we've got that going on out there. Meanwhile, there's a new uh, interview with former President Trump from Megyn Kelly. Yeah. Asking a whole lot of questions. Yeah. And she spent a significant amount of time on the COVID record, which I'm glad she did because I think that is Donald Trump's weakest point. You've um, said it many times. And, yes. and, 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 he gets, and he gets hit on that from the left and the right. I mean, on the left, you know, according to Joe Biden, nobody would have died from COVID if, if Donald Trump had done something. I, I don't know what that thing would be. Sort of, seems like, sort of seems like Joe could have, you know, let us know, but he didn't because he's lying. He's a liar. Yes. And then Trump gets hit from the right because he let Fauci kind of run the show and issue recommendations that many states followed, which is one of the reasons why we are in the economic dire straits that we're in. And Fair enough, man. You know what's interesting to me? When you're just talking to regular people, I'm talking about big Trump supporters, they will criticize Trump on any number of different things. Out there in the online world, <laughs> oh, right. the Trump surrogates, man, you, you can't give a fair criticism of anything. Oh, no. Demonized. No. You know, th- no. that's just not how regular people talk all no. the time. So, say, yeah, I love Trump, but, man, I wish you would have done A, B, and C uh, different. I mean, and that's 
that's reality. That's with anybody. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. So Megan Kelly brings up what her audience wanted to hear him talk about the most. Roll it. This is the number one question they wanted me to ask you. That you shut the country down for six weeks in spring of 2020. Operation Warp Speed. Excuse me. Rush right? through. I didn't really. Let me, let me, I, let me ask no, their no, question. But Megan, this is I my let, audience's I question. The, I got to get I know, it out. But I let the governors shut down. Some did and some didn't. Okay. Some didn't shut down at Operation all. Operation Warp Speed, though. Yeah. That was on the vaccines. They were rushed through. They have helped but also hurt a lot of people. And your White House actually supported mask mandates. So... Wouldn't you like a do-over on any of that? Look, when this came in, nobody knew what the hell it was. It sounded like an ancient, you know, pandemic. You thought that was from 200 years ago or from 1917. We never thought you'd have a pandemic. Nobody had any idea. Okay, I'll give him that. And I can't help it. His delivery is hilarious. I can't help it, man. That's fair, too. I mean, it's fair. Fair enough. All right, it rolls on. We got word that bad things were happening in China right around the Wuhan clinic. And I was the one that said it was in the Wuhan clinic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I stuck with it, and it was. It was absolutely. It came out of the Wuhan clinic. But you take a look, and what we did was... This was brand new. Nobody knew what the hell it was. There's dust. Somebody said there's dust coming in from China and it's killing people in Italy and it's killing people in France and it's going to kill people here. And by the way, I shut it down to China. That was a big move. I saved thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives by doing it. But honestly, nobody, I don't blame a lot of people because nobody knew what it was. Now we do understand it somewhat. Nobody really understands it even now fully. But nobody knew what COVID was, and it wasn't even a name. I called it the China virus. I still do. I call it the China virus. It came out of China. Oh, yeah. Why do you call it the China virus? Yeah. I think he handled that question pretty well. Yeah. You know, I was wondering how this interview was going to go with Megyn Kelly. And, you know, they had that dust up years ago. But she has said several times since then that she was never going to be a never-Trumper. She was trying to just treat it fair. And I mean, yeah, I think she went through a lot of hell after that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I, she would say, well, that's that's part of the gig. Um, but the fact that they can sit down and have a decent conversation, it sounded like overall it went pretty well. Yeah. I haven't heard the whole thing yet, just they've put snippets out there. But, yeah, I think... Well, and she... Listen, man, this was not a softball interview either. No. I mean, you know, she's not like that. No. You know, it, so. That, no, that was good. There I was, was some squirming going on when I heard it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Okay, something else out there. Talking about large American cities run by liberals, and you see what happens. Falls apart over and over and over. Yeah. Okay, the latest out of Chicago, the mayor there, facing some pushback from different city council members, over the migrant tent plan. You got all these illegals there. What are you going to do with them all? Where are we going to put them? They're in the police station. They're at the airport. Sleeping in different places. You can't have it. Hotels. Yes. So his big plan. Okay, we want to house these people here illegally in tents across the city. Okay. So the mayor asked 50 of the city council members, you got to find two acres in your ward for a large tent that can house like 200 migrants. Okay, and we'll rig it up with uh, heat and cooling units and cots and a mess hall, water hookups, all that, right? Okay, so in the ABC version of this story, local 
out of Chicago said Brian Hopkins, he's an alderman, um, and his ward includes parts of downtown. said, I've looked at my ward. I just don't have any available space. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the most dense wards in the city. So another member, David Moore, said several vacant lots on the south side should be set up for Chicago residents, not new migrants. So I'm a believer in help your people first, help yourselves first, help your community first, and then reach out and help others. Man, I'm thinking, watch it, dude. I was called xenophobic when I said, how can we have all these people come in when we got all these people that are underserved in big cities? You would think you'd want to take care of these people first. You know what the answer is? You get Lionel Richie, Bruce Springsteen, Michael Bolton together, and they do Tents Across America, and we have another (laughs) song, and... That's how it's good. Is that still part of your 80s brain thinking that we're going to do a USA for tents or some nonsense and all these stars are going to sing this song? Yes. That was terrible then. We have the tents. We have the people. people. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah, that that alderman wanted to say, we need to get those human beings out of those inhumane conditions right now. Talking about the ones at police station. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? These guys all say the same thing. We need to get these. We need to do it. But we need to. But you can't. You don't. You don't have any money. I know. You don't have enough manpower. You got nothing. Stop talking. And get it's to work. Like you should have thought of this before. You're pounding your chest saying sanctuary city. Oh yeah. We take care of people. And we don't do that to people like they do in Texas. So the person who chairs Chicago's Immigrant and Refugee Rights Committee, Alderman Andre Vasquez, said, "I think what should be made clear." is because of the scale we're looking at, everyone needs to share in the responsibility. No. Mm-hmm. No. But if you can make that case, then you can say this isn't just for one population. It's something that helps the whole city out. How? I don't know. I don't need it. Neither do they. No. Just say it. But the mayor has said, let me state it clearly, the city of Chicago cannot go on welcoming new arrivals safely and capably without significant support and immigration policy changes. Now, that to me, that sounds xenophobic. Well, I mean, the governor of Massachusetts is doing the same thing, calling in the National Guard. You know, we're overrun with illegals. My goodness. Talk to your president. Tell well, him. somebody I, do I, something. I, I, and maybe well, this is the tipping point for a lot of these crazy, you know, far left people. I don't know. Well, I, I just want to know, does like, well, in the case of Massachusetts, doesn't Harvard have any room on campus? You would think. That's a great put up question. Some tents. Yes. Well, yeah, for the endowment they have. My I mean, gosh, man. Why not? Plenty you of money. At University yeah. of Chicago. Why not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for Harvard, you don't need a poverty simulation. Just have your students live in tents. Right. Let the let the illegals live in your dorms. Right. Oh, right. Couldn't do that. Okay. So the media is claiming there's no evidence supporting any impeachment inquiry. Is that true? Hmm. We'll get to that much more coming up. The Martin Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Martin, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, sexy boomer in the Oriole pack. Scott Rob. Okay. There's no evidence supporting any impeachment inquiry. Let's just get the hat clear, no. yeah, says it's the am- media. There's it's not. amazing. And and I don't know if y'all saw this story, but the White House literally sent out talking points to the media. Yes, we uh, went yeah. over those actually yesterday. Yeah. And they did it. Yeah, telling them to try to discredit House Republicans' new impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden's business deals with his son, Hunter. And yep. like the lap dogs they are, 
they were more than happy to tell people there's no evidence of any connection whatsoever. Here's a handy little montage to let you know what you're up against here. Republicans have lobbed unsubstantiated allegations. Uh, there's just no evidence. They don't have evidence yet to prove that very serious allegation. No evidence so far that ties Joe Biden to any of this. House Republicans have so far not provided evidence. Republicans have literally been looking for evidence of this for years and have not yet found any. There hasn't been any evidence that is taking Republicans anywhere. There is absolutely no evidence. There is no evidence. Republicans have found no evidence tying President Biden to any wrongdoing. So why is Speaker McCarthy doing what he's doing? Because there's evidence. Absolutely, yeah, yeah we were going over it. There's bank records. I mean, I, there's I, shell companies. There's anonymous names. There's I there's mean, endless lies we, we know from Biden this. himself. Yeah. It, it is astounding, it is, it is astounding that the same people who convinced a significant portion of America that Donald Trump was a Russian agent yep. are now saying there's no evidence about this. I mean, outside of bank records and text messages and emails and yeah. sworn testimony, there's no evidence. How many? 20 million coming into the family. Yeah. Goinky dink. How many of these people uh, were absolutely sure the P-tape existed? Jake Tapper was one of them. Yeah, Jake Tapper yeah. was one of them, yep. And I mentioned this yesterday. I don't have to spend a long time on it. The problem is this, man. <laughs> Half the country believes what they see from legacy media. They only get their news from three, four sources or who they're following on social media. And they never really know what's going on. And it's not just with this. It could be with climate change, with vaccines, with where the whole virus started from with illegal immigration with <laughs> the books that are in kids libraries right now the media runs cover for the far left and has been doing it for years now and you do have a whole lot of people in the country that really have no clue of what's going on it's disgusting man well, but that's the truth this is the markley van camp and robin show okay Biggest story, if there's one today, David. Um, well, you know, the impeachment inquiry and the gaslighting that's happening on the part of the Democrat. I expect it from the Democrats, and I'm not surprised when I see it from the media, but it is disgusting Agreed. how they're trying to cover this up. Also, uh, not entirely unexpected, but evidently Hunter Biden has now been charged with a federal felony gun charge. Okay, what's the angle? <laughs> no. because i'm i'm guessing there's going to be something else with this because this is coming from david weiss right yes okay okay who we know cannot be trusted no we know that from the whistleblower okay we get an update on that and much more straight ahead all right the markley van camp and robin show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, it's official now. Not all that surprising because we were expecting it. We've been told that it was going to happen. Uh, but the son of the president, Hunter Biden, uh, has been indicted on two felony counts related to his illegal acquisition of a firearm in 2018. This Now, what, what's fascinating about it is that we all knew that he had done this. Yep. But initially, David Weiss, the prosecutor who was going after Hunter, was willing to basically say, hey, don't do it again, pal. 
but now yes. he's facing two separate uh, charges, and they're related to the same action, which is he went to a gun shop, and he uh, knowingly lied about his drug use when he filled out his background check questionnaire. Um, quite possibly was wasted. Yeah. And so yeah. the two counts, one of them is uh, about lying to the gun shop, and then one of them is about lying to the federal government, essentially. So it's the same crime, but just in two different ways, he lied about this. So this is going to give legacy media the chance to appeal to their audience to say, see, David Weiss is doing his job here. Yeah. Only because a judge caught it. Exactly. That's it. They got Because caught. he was going to get away with not only this, yeah. but any other crimes. Yeah. It was all going to be swept away until the judge says, holy, what? No. Now, not in this court. Now, the interesting thing here is that the weapon in question was a thirty-eight special revolver. Now, in some of the photos from the laptop, dude's not holding a revolver. So now I wonder, uh, you know, is somebody going to start running down exactly how many guns that guy had illegally? Good question. Good catch there. Yeah, because there's a 9 millimeter in the picture that's what it looked like i mean it it wasn't a revolver at least i don't know what it was chambered in but yeah okay okay related to that somewhat follow me here for a second i'll try not to go adhd theater i think this is easy to follow glenn greenwald is on jesse kelly's show last night right glenn greenwald is somebody when he's talking i want to know what he has to say because he's been right many many times not saying he's right all the time but he has a clear understanding of what's going on in this country, in my opinion. And he certainly understands the CIA, the FBI. And so yesterday, Washington Post, David Ignatius, one who's always on NBC with Morning Joe, and he's well-respected. David Ignatius uh, Ignatius comes out in his piece and says, Joe Biden shouldn't run in 2024. And that shocked a lot of people in the political world, Mm -hmm. right? And so Jesse Waters brings on Greenwald to ask him about that. And I thought this there's two parts of this. This is an interesting take. I get your uh, reaction. Is no member of the media more loyal to the CIA and to its narratives than he? Pretty much if David Ignatius' mouth is moving, it means the CIA is talking. That's been his entire career. I do, though, think it's worth remembering, Jesse, that in 2018 and 2019, Democrats were also very worried about Joe Biden. They started doing a very similar thing. They started saying, look, Joe Biden is not really cognitively the same as what he used to be. We're very worried that Democrats are going to reward him for being loyally at Obama's side. But then once Biden got the nomination, they immediately forgot about that, united behind Biden and started saying anyone who mentions his cognitive decline is being immoral, even though it came from them in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think really what this is, is people are genuinely worried that polls are so dangerous and alarming for Joe Biden from a Democratic Party perspective. They kind of see this as the last opportunity to get rid of him. Okay, so that's part one. Something to that for sure. And he's right on that. Um, And then as far as the CIA with the Bidens, Glenn will say, they know what's going on here. 
okay? Obviously, the people who really know the truth about what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were doing in Ukraine are the people inside the intelligence community, and this is where it's emanating from. I also really think, though, that Joe Biden's brain is turning into jello, and so is his body. And the more time that goes by, the worse that that gets. That's um, I don't know what drugs exist to hide that for a debate, but I don't think there are any anymore. <laughs> I think there are some people who walked in and just say, let's be all in with Biden, hope that the country hates Trump enough or there's enough drama around Trump that people don't pay attention to Biden. But I think you're absolutely right to point out that there are very influential factors, sectors within the Democratic Party now trying to sabotage him. It's the first time we're seeing really negative press in the media. And the other point of the intelligence community knows somebody from that party's got to stay in power or it's going to be outed as far as the FBI and the CIA and how much has been covered up in those agencies. You know, what's fascinating about that is, one, I I, I just want to say I I was actually literally having this conversation with a friend of mine who's who's a Democrat Mm -hmm. yesterday. Like, yeah, I mean, Joe Biden, all of this, like the David Ignatius thing. I saw all these pieces in 2019. I mean, everybody sure. was on the same page. Like, we got to find somebody new for the Democrat Party. We can't have Joe Biden out there um, until they panicked because Bernie Sanders was taking advantage of the fact that sort of the uh, non-far left wing was so crowded that Joe Biden wasn't getting enough traction. And Bernie 100%. was on his way to winning. He was on his way and to getting the nomination. So then there was that remarkable pre-Super Tuesday moment where everybody drops out, and in, except for Elizabeth Warren, to kneecap Bernie Sanders, and everybody else sort of coalesces around Joe Biden, and then it's shut the hell up. What do you mean he bled from the eyeball at one of the debates? You know, nobody cares. Um, right. And then two, Glenn Greenwald uh, was part of the intercept started it right co-founder or something like that yes absolutely uh it, it, i've always thought of it as a left-wing you know news outlet uh, yes and very much so they and now a couple of others are picking up on this point that now the pentagon has released findings of a study that it funded worried about the risk of having people with dementia and security clearances Like, this just came out this week that a Pentagon-funded study says, hey, we really have to have a conversation about people who have security clearances in Congress uh, who are not dealing with a full deck. Yep. Yeah, it's coming down, man. There's the fear that he's not going to make it, and now with everything else, with the House committee and the impeachment inquiry may see this quicker than we had even thought isn't it interesting though i mean when you suspected something was up when he got the nomination well clyburn I, made it I, I clear mean, there was out of south there, carolina right there was that no, was where it all changed there was no way that guy was going to survive a, a nomination i mean we saw him in the debates he looked like there were deer in the headlights most of the time yes terrible at them yes terrible no reason to have some kind of last-minute spurt to the finish line. But all of a sudden, you're right, it just happened. Yes. Dude, it, you know just, how we, okay, we, all of us read a ton of crap every yeah. day. Yeah. All right? And I would guess, for what makes it on the air, uh, at least three-fourths doesn't. No. But it, it, you sort of get to people that you trust more than others. 
That was the only reason I bet on Biden in our bets yeah. to be the nominee because I'm like, you know what? They can't let Bernie. That machine can't let him do this. And there's no one else that they really could control that would actually beat Trump or have a chance. Boot edge edge? Not even close. Yeah. Kamala? Who else did they think? Yeah. Cory Booker? Yeah, I think there was some hope early on that someone would rise to the top, you know, yes. whether it was. But they were so unlikable right. and bad. It was astounding. Well, and they know they don't have to introduce the country to Joe Biden. They know who he is. Well, yeah. You know. Obama wouldn't even endorse him, dude. Thank His you. guy. He eventually did, right? After well, he got the nomination. The nomination, yeah. Yes. Really something. And everything came together and coalesced around old Joe. Yes. Okay. So be following that, man. All that stuff is fascinating. Um, you know, you scratch your head and wonder, this deal that we've made with Iran, what are we doing? We got $6 billion going there, and we're getting five people back. They were just having to be, what, tourists, yeah. basically? Yet giving Iran five people, they were trying to well, get a nuke for Iran that we have here. It doesn't seem like this sort of fair trade at all. Okay, and then you had, what was it, John Kirby saying, hey, we're going to control how it's spent. Yeah. Which is an absolute sure. joke. It's not just $6 billion that uh, Iranians are just going to be able to write checks to whenever they want. Matt was right. They can only use this money for humanitarian purposes, and we will have the ability to stop transactions if we don't think they're going in the right direction. Well, the, yeah, he's wrong. <laughs> okay. No, now, again, that. man, when Lester Holt is talking to the president of Iran, it doesn't sound quite like that. Do you believe you have the right to use that money in any way that you see fit? This money belongs to the Islamic Republic of Iran, and naturally, we will decide, the Islamic Republic of Iran will decide to, sp to spend it wherever uh, we need it. Yeah. There you go. We don't need permission from you. John Kirby. Yeah. Well, no, that's not quite true. Well, we can stop payment. No. No, you really can't. No, you can't. You won't. It got worse for John Kirby yesterday. He's not good at this either, so. We'll get to that coming yeah, up uh, in just a few. I, I want to get to the story that you had, David, about Mike Pence. Some woman was crying, asking him questions about something. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard this yet. Well, Mike Pence did a town hall on News Nation, and the trans ideology stuff came up, and a professor of social work mm -hmm, oh, boy. started crying when asking him a question about sex change operations for kids. Okay. I am an LGBTQ member, and I have trans individuals in my family. Recent anti-LGBTQ bills have been signed into law all around this United States, including here in Iowa. So far in 2023, 15 transgender individuals and gender nonconforming people have been murdered. What? The vast majority of those people have been black and Latinx transgender women. What is your policy plan to protect the transgender community, specifically black and brown trans women, from historically high levels of violence? Well, I would say that I don't know where the 15 number comes either. from. I don't no. know where it is. Is that fact checked? But, well, I will say if that's true, then once again, that is the single safest demographic in America. There is not another demographic in America 
that has suffered 15 fatalities, 15 murders. Not one. Well, and a lot of times, and you brought this up, and we don't need to get into all the stats, but who is killing those people? Well, a lot of times it is, especially when you're talking about uh, black and Latino, you're talking about sex workers whose clients didn't realize that they were trans. There you go. Or found out and felt guilty afterwards or something, and they killed them. Yeah. And it's tragic. Yeah. But that's not, I mean, again, 15, that's, that's not actually a historically high number. And what law, what discriminatory laws were put into effect? That you can't chop the weans off of healthy kids. Yeah, I mean, besides oh, that, kids. the kids thing. Yeah, yeah it's I, the kids I, thing, but they say but anti-trans so laws. I, I, and I know, but that's, that's, again, this yeah. is... So, okay. yeah, Mike Pence comes back and says, well, we should be looking out for all Americans, but this issue is about kids getting sex changes. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, kids under the age of 18... Um, I mean, there, there's a reason why we, we don't let you drive till you're 16. The state of Indiana, you can't get a tattoo until after you're 18. You can't drink until after you're 21. That's because we understand that kids don't fully understand the consequences of their actions. And when it comes to surgical or chemical procedures, I, I just, I really believe that we've got to protect our kids from decisions that will affect them the balance of their lives. Yes, that, I mean, that yeah. just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the groomers don't like that. Oh, no. And she did not like it either. Oh, okay. Roll it. I've worked with kids as, as young as five years old that have gender nonconforming Here we and go. identities okay. that are transgender, and I've raised one. Mm-hmm. And so to hear somebody tell me and this is just happening in the that last it's not years. Okay, okay for young children to make decisions about their gender identity and to ask their school officials for support, protection, and help is appalling. Mm-hmm. This all started, what, 50 years ago, 60 years ago? Yeah. You know, From the sicko doctor? I mean, also, an LGBTQ activist happens to have a trans kid. What are the odds? Exactly. Come on. It's brought on. That's why this all this nonsense is only what fifty five or whatever years old. Please, it's just ridiculous. Wow, all right, man, much more to get to. Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah, we got more to get to from the Trump interview with Megyn Kelly. John Kirby, spokesperson, had a <laughs> the question: What's going on with Biden? Does he not know where he's at? All coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We'll have to get to John Kirby and his BS another time. Uh, Trump did the interview with Megyn Kelly. They were talking about COVID, David. Yeah, and he defended his record on COVID during the interview, um, saying, hey, look, I know there are concerns about Operation Warp Speed, but I did something that nobody else could have done. Oh, okay. Interesting. Roll it out. Here we go. Yep. I have people on the other side. I don't not my side, although probably there's some on my side too. They said you saved a hundred million people because I got it done in nine months as opposed to five years to twelve years. You're, a lot of people. You're say, proud of it? No, I'm not proud of it. I'm saying what Democrats think. Democrats. You, I get it, I mean, and I'm not. Den- and I'm, I'm not somebody I'm who not, denies some of the good yeah, that the vaccines yeah. did. I I lived through that too. But yeah. of course, a lot of people have been vaccine injured, and that's one of the questions. Those people are mad that they were rushed through and that they can't sue. 
Well, I never gave mandates, and people have to make up their own, you know, make their own decision. As far as I'm concerned, now some places had mandates, had very strong mandates, uh, largely Democrat governors and probably some Republicans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what I did do is I got something done for that specific thing. I also got Regeneron, and I got a lot of therapeutics done, which were great. I also got the robes and the leather and the rubber and all of the different things, the ventilators. Mm -hmm. We did a tremendous job, and it's never, you know, they appreciated what I did with the economy. I got a lot of good marks on economy. I got a lot of good marks on a lot of things, rebuilding the military, getting rid of ISIS, uh, the biggest tax cuts in history. Well, you know what? It's a pretty fair point he brings up, honestly. <laughs> it is. But it's, it's also a little contradictory. Got it for the rubber glove. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp, and there's Scott Robbins. Thank you for being here. Uh, alert. Smoking hot takes ahead. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. So this is breaking news today, David. Yeah, Hunter Biden, I want to correct myself. Earlier I had said it was two charges, but uh, he is facing now three felony gun charges related to his illegal purchase of a gun back in 2018 because he lied about being an active user of drugs on his background check. One that sweetheart deal blew up, and now you got this. Yeah, so one of the charges is for lying to the gun shop, one is for lying on his background check, and the other is for illegally possessing said firearm. Was this okay. the one he threw in the garbage? I, I think his uh, his uh, brother's widow was the one who threw it she away. She threw it in the garbage, okay. Who was the current girlfriend? Yeah. Yes. Yuck. Keep a scorecard there, too. Okay. Bigger picture? Okay. Call me crazy. It's fine. This is planned. This is the moment it really starts to turn. How it, to, to turn? To me, how? it says this. The intelligence agencies have decided. Joe's not going to make it. We're done with him. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm going to wait and see what the legacy media narrative of this is. Because we know this. So far this week with the impeachment inquiry being announced by the House Republicans... And the media got their marching orders, and they went out and said, no, no evidence here, which is a flat-out lie. But they were all in concert with that together. And I wonder if now the marching orders are going to be different to the tune, something like, well, this indictment for Hunter Biden, this is bad news for Joe Biden. Now with this impeachment inquiry, and I wonder if they're going to bring up bank records now for the first time for half the American public that doesn't even know that exists. And that it's all going to start to turn on Joe now. Well, it's funny. That's that, my gut feeling. It's funny that you mentioned that because as they were reporting this, uh, NBC News had Garrett Hake on one of their reporters okay. uh, breaking down what the indictment was and what the charges were. And this is how he capped off the report. And this indictment on field dealing only with the gun and drug charges. I think it's reasonable to presume we have not heard the last of charges against the uh, president's son, given the scope of what was originally in front of uh, the U.S. attorney and then kind of fallen apart back to the drawing board to bring forward these counts now. 
Ooh. It's already started. Because the charges uh, from that sweet, you know, plea deal that he had before, it was the gun charges and the taxes. Yes. Okay, so it's not not the end of this, meaning there's going to be more charges on the taxes, too, or is it going to go beyond that? Uh, that's a good question, but it does sort of seem like... I agree that it sort of seems like this has turned in a hurry because it wasn't that long ago that we were being told repeatedly by the quote-unquote experts that the sweetheart plea deal was <laughs> yeah. not a sweetheart deal. Right. They that were trying actually, to lie to the American public on yeah, that. that actually the prosecutor was being a big old meanie to Hunter Biden. Yes. Well, yep, I guess we'll... Well, and David Weiss right. was in charge of this, and it was the back and forth. David Weiss saying, well, I, I couldn't indict. That had to be Merrick Garland. And Merrick Garland saying, uh, I was up to David Weiss. I couldn't do that. Whatever it was. And I don't believe that all of a sudden David Weiss today out of the blue says, okay, we got enough. Here comes the indictment. That comes from Merrick Garland. And in the end, when you're talking about an impeachment inquiry into Biden, it wouldn't stop there. And many people have brought this up. Because it's not just Biden that deserves to be impeached. And we've said it on the show, I don't know how many times. Garland deserves to be impeached. Mayorkas deserves to be impeached. You can keep checking off the list. And you don't think Mary Garland's going to protect the agencies? Right. Before Joe Biden? Especially when you look at it, he's not going to make it. He's melting down all over the place. Do it. And we can bring this back around if you want. I want to play you a clip. A question asked of John Kirby yesterday, and this isn't some far-right reporter, okay, talking about Joe Biden. Listen to how this rolls out. Uh, John, um, in the past couple of weeks, the president has lied about being at ground zero the day after the September 11th attacks, falsely claimed he saw the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse, uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? president uh, was <laughs> and john kirby i mean king weasel the weaseliest answer you can imagine deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9 11 with uh, military members there in alaska and some families uh and uh was uh was was honored by their presence and the chance to make an important set of remarks about why we need to continue to remember that day. Um, and he did that. Um, and he spoke about uh, a visit to Ground Zero, which he did participate in, uh, about a week or so after uh, the the event, um, and what that looked and what that smelled and what like, like that felt like. Uh, and it had a visceral impact on him, as it did so many other Americans. On uh-huh. Yeah. He never gets back around. There's no him. answer oh, to oh, the no. question he, at all. He also plagiarized Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Because he he said it looked like I was staring into the gates of hell. That is what Hillary Clinton said Who when she visited. Plagiarized Tom Patty, and I won't back down. Right. Well, not only that, but I think most Americans don't even know Joe Biden's history of plagiarism. Yeah. Oh no, no. It dates back to 1988. No. When people at the time thought his career was over. Wow. Now with this Hunter Biden charges, will the gun safety people be applauding? They should be. I would think. Probably not. They won't, but they should. No. Yeah. No, that's... Is David Hogg going to write a piece and put it on a social media account about how this is a great day? That's a great question. Yeah. But I think the answer is no, you're probably not going to see that. Hmm. I'll be disappointed. I mean, it would be a little refreshing to hear one of those clowns say something like, no one is above the law. Yeah. Not even Hunter. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that is quite an update today. Okay. Do you want to save that other clip from the White House legal spokesman, David? Do you want to hit that now or get to the Trump interview with Megyn Kelly? Now let's get to the Trump. Okay. Well, in this clip, there's a question about Biden, correct? Yeah. So Trump sits down with this uh, uh, with Megyn Kelly for this interview, and she asked about the fact that a wide majority of Americans believe Joe Biden is too old to be president. I still maintain that old is a euphemism, not about his age. It's about the fact that he's clearly senile. Uh, and well, we were talking about that the other day with Alan Dershowitz, who's 85. Yeah. It's sharp. Yeah. yeah. Biden, it's, he's, wow. And yes, good Trump point. gets to that. Oh, nice. No, not, not for the reason of old, because I have many friends that are in their 80s. I have friends, Bernie Marcus, that are in their 90s, and they're sharp as a tack. Just, oh. I mean, I would say just about what they used to be. Uh, no, not old. He's incompetent. Age is interesting, because some people are very sharp, and some people do lose it, but you lose it. At 40 and 50 also. Uh, but, uh, no, he's not too old at all. He's uh, grossly incompetent. You look, at some him, of the great, you look at some of the great world leaders. They were in their 80s, and they did, I mean, Churchill, so many people, uh, they were phenomenal in their 80s. You know, there's a great wisdom if you're, if you're not uh, in a position like him. But if you go back 25 years, he wasn't the sharpest tech either. <laughs> Well, you got a point there. Man, it makes me think of something I read. I don't know if it was five or ten years ago. It's been a while. It was the point that, and you looked at history over time, the older the leader. Again, this is when you're still competent, Mm -hmm. right? We're less likely to go into a war because they knew the cost, more so than a leader that was in their 30s or 40s. Have you ever read anything or heard that whole comparison? Yeah. I think there's something to it. Sure. It, to Trump's point there, that that makes sense. Wow. Well, it's true. I mean, I know the polling says, what was it, 73%? He's too old. It's because they see him and they see, you know, the stiff gate and all of that. And then they listen to him talk. They're like, oh, yeah. I mean, this was just yesterday. He's talking about underserved communities, climate something. But I'm sure that each. We reach the historical underserved communities. Historically, and there's a lot of underserved communities. As a matter of fact, when I, my work on trying to move on the environment and global warming, there's a lot of fence line communities that uh, we're cleaning up. But that's why I committed to 40% of all the savings are going to go to those communities. <laughs> you look like you're going to fall asleep, Ralph. Well, I mean, I've heard that thing. I know. I, I clearly. Yes. I mean, to not admit there's a problem is just head in the sand stuff. Oh, of course. I mean, this doesn't get better. Well, no. And when they I mean, remember they told us. Wait until you see the commercial of him traveling. Then you'll know he's competent. Come on. But when they told us when he was elected, like, oh, two or three months into this, it's going to be, you know, different. Yes. It's not. It's worse. It's going to get worse. It doesn't get better. They know that now. And back to your initial point and original point, I think they're ready to put their foot on the back of that old man and get him out of the way. Yes, but I, then you got Kamala. I, I don't. I, I feel like they can somehow dance around that one too. I. I don't think it's. I don't know. We'll see. Run Kamala. Go ahead. No, you, they know they can't do it. They won't. Of course they won't, because they'll lose. They know that. Yes. And it won't even be close. Okay. Something else. Uh, 
real quick, and this got a lot of attention, totally off this topic, but it's just the hypocrisy from the left. Teachers Union Chicago, leader there, sending her kid to, well, private school. Yeah. Um, and we saw this uh, later on yesterday. David, you also saw this story. Yeah. Well, th- this is uh, Stacey Davis-Gates, president of the Chicago Teachers Union, the same union that did an interpretive dance video. Correct. To try to convince people to not reopen schools in January of 2021. Just clueless. Yeah. Uh, she's been busted sending her kids, one of her kids, to private school so he could have more opportunities with athletics. Eh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, she also has said that it's racist to provide other people with that luxury school choice. Yes. She went on CNN to try to defend herself, and the anchor, Abby Phillips, surprisingly asked a good question. We were applauding. Yeah. Honestly. Why yeah. not afford that nuance to the families who might live in the south side of Chicago and in other major cities, and they want the same choice that you were able to afford to give to your child. Yeah, why not give that? So a couple of things. Number one, I have three children, and all three children have attended public school, and my youngest two are still public school students. The second thing is that over 90% of my neighbors and my zip code send their children into schools outside of our zip code, outside of our neighborhood. And this is an issue that black Chicagoans, black families in Chicagoans, um, deal with on a very regular basis, and in fact, for generations. This is not an issue of just Stacey Davis Gates and her family. Quite frankly, this is an issue, especially for middle class black families all across this country, where the. To the person's question, then why not give this chance to all the families? Well, of course. Right. That'd but be now, fair and equitable, wouldn't it? But now it's just like I got to get back on my talking points. Uh, er. Where the public accommodation is obsolete, just like the grocery store in our communities is obsolete, just like the health care provisions in our community are obsolete. What I am saying and what we have said very clearly as a union for a very long time now is that the public accommodation has to be invested and resourced in black communities because we have been defunded and destabilized in those same communities. Who defunds it and destabilizes right. it? It's right. nothing but Democrats in charge. Right. And, and have been for decades. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I would say that respectfully, you have failed miserably then. Yes, if, if, you have. What are you fighting for then? If you're saying that you've been defunded. I, I don't know. I, it seems like per student, Chicago is actually spending a lot of money they in the are. school system. So you live yes. in a neighborhood where 90% of the people send their kids to a private institution or outside of the school zone that they would be assigned to. In other words, you live in a nice right. community, part of Chicago. Hmm. Yes. Well, the poor people can slum it. I mean, right. that, that's, that's right. what she's that's saying. Th- That's exactly it. Absolutely right. Yep. While screaming racism. Yeah. (laughs) Got got to do that. Come on. Oh, did anybody see (laughs) RFK Jr.? Democrats have rigged it. We'll get to that much more coming up. All right. (laughs) The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we were talking about the Biden impeachment inquiry, and I had mentioned, well, Mayorkas should be impeached. Mary Garland should be impeached. Uh-huh. Uh, 
there's a rep right now calling for the impeachment of someone else in the cabinet. I'll get to that in a second. But big story today is the Hunter Biden news. Yeah, Hunter Biden indicted on three felony gun charges uh, related to his illegal purchase of a firearm in 2018 when he lied about being on drugs at the time. Um, and so it's very interesting to me because not that long ago, all the experts were saying that the sweetheart plea deal oh, yeah. that was struck. Yeah. They said, well, that's pretty normal. You know, yeah, we usually don't prosecute this type of gun charge. You know, the same people who think that if you have a pistol that accepts a magazine at a capacity that's over 10 rounds, that you're yeah. a threat to democracy or something, are like, yeah, the crackhead son of the, of the at that time, well, former vice president at that time, yeah, he can be high on crack and get a gun, no problem. Yeah. Well, he's making a lot of money for the family. Yeah. Allegedly. Anyway. Yeah. More on that in a little bit. Um, Jennifer Granholm, energy secretary. I still don't get it when people say, is David really think she's, quote, D.C. hot, whatever that means? D.C. grandma hot, sir. Whichever. It, but, none of it makes sense to me. But, yeah, she is D.C. grandma hot. Okay. Yeah, when she puts that, uh, that hose into that EV. Oh, God. Yes. Okay, would you? That just creeped me out. I got to tell you. I'm trying to help David out here. I'm just, you know. That, well, that didn't help. That went the opposite. Your inflection direction. and, I so. don't know, the facial expression didn't do well, much. Well, I was, me. again, I was working hard to get, think it, okay. you know. Anyway, you know, she's lied. She's lied under oath. Well, of course. So you got is. a Republican rep, Claudia Tenney of New York, saying, you know, Congress needs to launch an impeachment inquiry into Jennifer Granholm, Energy Secretary for giving false testimony to Congress about her family's stock ownership. Yeah, in, in Proterra, right? The uh, yeah, Proterra. electric vehicle uh, company. that They were going to make all the electric school buses, and then now they're bankrupt. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And she lied under oath about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people, when you're talking about the green energy stuff, I mean, have a financial stake. I know, shocking, right? right. To people that pay attention. Other people are like, really? I didn't know that. Well, yes, that actually is going on. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, so is the Hunter Biden the biggest story of the day then? Um, I think so, and not, not so much because he's facing felony gun charges, but because you wonder what else is coming down. Is this going to be the one-off? Is it like, okay, we're going to stick with the gun charges and that's it? Or is now David Weiss, has he been the prosecutor, has he now been given the green light? to really start going after these guys either that or we're just going to get information leaked one thing after another after another about joe because you know the fbi and the cia they have all the goods on these guys they yeah. can destroy them in a heartbeat if they want to so we'll be watching that so we'll get to that news update and then the scott robbins trifecta straight ahead all right the monthly van camp and robbins show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The Scott Robbins trifecta in a few. News update, David Van Camp. Well, Hunter Biden charged, uh, well, facing three charges now uh, over the illegal acquisition of a firearm from 2018. He's basically charged with lying verbally, lying on a background check about his drug use, and then being an active drug user in illegal possession of a firearm. And so the question is, is this where it ends? Is this the smokescreen? Is this the 
Justice Department saying, see, we're not playing favorites, even though we literally just got caught playing favorites? No, I don't think that's it. Or is there something else coming down? I think this is when it turns. I'm going to be waiting to see how legacy media treats this story over the next 24 hours. I think it's an interesting take on your part because I've been feeling that way myself for a while, but waiting for that moment. And I think we're the, I, I agree with you. I think everything that's gone on in yeah. the last couple of weeks, this might be the tipping point. I mean, David just played that clip from NBC, and it's like it's already sort of happening. Yeah, you know? the, where the reporter says, you know, it's hard to imagine that you wouldn't have other charges coming down right. given the scope of what was in the initial plea agreement yes i i do i want to give a shout out to uh one of our listeners because and, and this is a joke more than anything i want to okay be clear about that but while we're talking hypotheticals and whatnot yeah so the gun that was listed i'd pointed this out in the uh in the indictment is a uh, colt cobra 38 special revolver and i had mentioned that in some of the photos that came off of Hunter Biden's laptop. He's holding a gun, but it's not a 38 special. And no, that's not. Looks a, like a 9mm. It, yeah, it's it's a semi-automatic pistol uh, at, at the very least. Um and so I said, you know, that so I, we know at least then he was in illegal possession of two firearms at least. And they said, you know, Hunter Biden uh has been indicted for illegally purchasing a Colt Cobra 38 special. That's the same gun Jack Ruby used. Coincidence or a coded message from the deep state? Oh, God. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's something. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Well, as far as Biden's people, they're still like dug in deep. And this is really the tale of a father loving his son. Oh, yeah. And this impeachment inquiry, this is all nonsense. What? Who is this legal spokesman saying it's malarkey? He's using Biden's word? Yeah, Ian Sams was reacting on CNN. Oh, I am Sam, that guy. Yeah, I am Sam. Yeah. Uh, that Republicans Sam, have started this impeachment inquiry uh, over the uh, business deals that Hunter was running around uh, cutting. Okay. Roll the audio of this guy. You know, the president has been in politics for a long time, and I think, as he would say, he's seen a lot of malarkey along the way, but this might take the cake. You know, he's focused on the issues that actually matter to the American people. Okay, oh, saw come on. Spending, Dude, uh, stop with that. that. I know. I can't take it anymore. I can't take. He's focused on what matters to the American people. What? Ignoring illegal aliens flooding through, but always talking about uh, climate change. Be worse than nuclear war. He's incapable of focusing on anything. Unreal. Spending uh, oh, the last week traveling around the world, shoring up our alliances, advancing national oh, interests God. in <laughs> Asia, our economic interests in Asia, uh, showing American leadership on the world uh-huh. stage. He's coming back here. He's announcing today a quarter billion dollar investment in cancer research to try to finally cure cancer. That's what his administration That's and this president this is, is focused on every day. They're focused on the actual needs of the American people. And I think what he would say is maybe the House Republicans should join him. <laughs> this guy, dude, that's, that's just absolutely shameless. It is. That's a man without soul. No doubt. None You're of born perfect. Right. Yeah, whatever. Sam, I am. <laughs> Give me a break. All right. You ready for your big three? Sure. Okay. Is Casey ready? Let's roll it out. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at my shoe. Oh, yeah. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day, Robbins Scott Robbins trifecta. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Okay. Good. Good. Weekend's coming up. You going to show up this weekend? You coming over? Got you. No, that's all. I'm ready. Just evade the question <laughs> three. all the time. All right. Number three, uh, we're not supposed to bring up Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Elon Musk and Bill Gates are having this back and forth. They, they go at each other occasionally on social media. And Bill Gates really shouldn't do this, but he does anyway. So Elon Musk took to his social media platform on X and to, to troll Bill Gates again over his past ties to late billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. So Elon Musk says, hey, Somebody in an interview should ask him, just hypothetically, which island in the Caribbean is your favorite? Oh, God dang. That just burns, doesn't it? That's a sick burn right there. Yeah. Apparent reference to claims, of course, that Gates visited Epstein's infamous little private island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Hold on a second, David. Is that a claim or was that, was that verified? Well, that, they were buddies. I mean, yeah. Yes. They, yeah. We don't have time for all the clips right now. Of all the in- <laughs> uncomfortable interviews, and then Gates' ex-wife saying, I never understood this friendship. Really? Well, I understand it completely, yes. Buddy. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yes. Hypothetically, Bill. <laughs> the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day, up to number two. two. Yeah. Number two, Florida governor and current uh, Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis uh, had a little back and forth with, uh, well, uh, the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. Yeah, that dope a parent snubbed to police officers in illinois a bunch of lawmakers recently decided to allow non-citizens to become gun carrying officers and they're also eliminating cash bail so ron DeSantis took the perfect opportunity to troll a bit so billboards have been purchased now in the chicago area saying citizen citizenship matters law enforcement matters make the smart move move to florida they're offering a $5,000 signing bonus for out-of-state police officers who relocate to Florida as part of the law enforcement recruitment bonus payout program. I already know two cops that have done that over the last couple of years. Do you really? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Prisker did send his family to Florida during the lockdowns. I mean, to be fair, he he likes Florida, too. So. He's got a horse had, farm. Yeah, yeah, had horses to take right. care of. Yeah. But uh, anyway, billboards are going to go up to Chicago area to recruit disgruntled Chicago police officers, and there are many, to come join them in Florida. I love this kind of stuff. That's pretty funny. There's a third one. I know. Yes, it's the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to one. Uh, You want to talk about a new survey that uh, references red flags and dating. Yeah, a new study, Bay Area polling firm uh, named Change Research, a new study revealing red flags that millennial and Gen Z women see in men. According to the data, a few notable things on top of the list include identifying as a MAGA Republican, saying all lives matter, and being a fan of Joe Rogan. Non-starters in the world of dating with the millennial and Gen Z women. Meanwhile, the men and the boys appear to be drifting further to the right. In fact, fewer and fewer boys seem to be identifying as liberal or uh, while identifying as conservative, it's on the rise. And so they're saying, hey, this is a real conundrum we got going on here, right? 
Girls, by the way, 19% in 2012, 30% in 2022 now identify as liberal or progressive. Boys are going in the opposite direction. Is extinction of the universe close at hand? Well, part of that, I remember, I think Pew Research had that uh, a few weeks ago, and we talked about it where, for the first time, there has been a huge gap uh, between the number of young men who identify as conservative versus liberal. I mean, it usually it kind of goes back and forth, but it's more or less on par. And now it's like a two-to-one or three-to-one margin. And I get it, and I get why young women would be more liberal, is because everything in pop culture is telling men to not be men. Yep. And that, you know, girls shouldn't expect men to be men. And they don't need them for anything. Right. And so, yeah, a lot of guys are like, well, dang, man, the only time you want to pay attention to me is when you're trying to convince me to cut my ween off. <laughs> so I guess I'm not liberal. Yes. And what happens? We're seeing unhappiness stats skyrocket at the worst rate we've seen since they were keeping track. Yeah. So many people completely unhappy. Yeah. Yes. Wonder why. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you say, okay, he listens to Joe Rogan. I-, I just can't. Right. You really want some limp, unmasculine man? You really don't. This has been proven in study after study after study. Jordan Peterson has talked about this for a long time. And it's part of the reason you have so many women unhappy in this country. And you could say even around the world. 30s oh. and 40s. And and. There is a whole other movement of women coming out and talking about we were sold a bill of goods and it was all a bunch of BS. Right. And now here we are. And I hope the next generation doesn't follow our footsteps. <laughs> I, I will say if you're a young lady and you're not a total pain in the ass liberal, you have more options than any other group of women in history. Yes. Yeah, just oh, common yeah. sense. Yeah. Th- there's no doubt about yeah, in it. In terms of financial well, yeah, career, education, career-wise, yeah, uh, potential spouse, spouse, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're in a good position. You, you are. Yes, but again, pain in the ass. Liberal is prevalent. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, if you're okay, think about a dude. Okay, let's go anywhere like 23 to 29. Okay, if you're just stereotyping it, want someone that you know, decent job. Decent looking, decent shape, right? Some moral quality to them. Right. Right? Those guys have options. Yep. Because as time goes on, there's fewer and fewer of them. Yes. And if it's this idea, well, I can just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. The pool shrinks as time goes on. Again, that is just. No, that's math. I mean, that's how it works. Studies. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, both of you. I mean, if you were in the single world tomorrow, could you possibly date someone who was a liberal? No. No I interest. Mean, no. No, It's a I completely agree. different world 100%. View. I can't because liberal now means something that I don't understand. Oh. It doesn't mean what it meant 30 years ago. No. We could have a conversation. No. But I'm also one that believes you have to have the same faith or you're wasting your time. No, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. And I don't think a liberal person's going to have my same worldview when it comes to faith, not even close. David, would you date the liberal girl? Um, well, no. Honestly, it sounds exhausting. 
<laughs> that's, that's I mean, that's really point. what it is. No. Yeah, like it. No. Like, I think yeah, it'd be tough in these troubled and divided times in which we live mm-hmm. to date somebody who consistently votes Democrat. But if it's progressive liberal, yeah. no way, because you'd be walking on eggshells all the time. Yep. What would you, Scott? I don't, and I haven't. No. Oh, I was saying, would you? If no. You... No. 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 Do you believe him, David? No, I don't. I don't either. You guys suck. No, I would not. I, there's no way I would. Wait not today. Wait a second. I think I can prove you wrong. <laughs> I think I can. If you might remember this, David, I can't quite catch it in my memory right now. We were talking about someone, and I think they were in politics, and Scott was talking about how hot they were. And he said, I'd make an exception for her. Oh, I, oh was who I was drink, it? Was I drinking then? No. Oh. Okay. What my point is, if she had the look, you'd be like, well, I mean, at least a conversation. Dude, I, I don't huh. think, no. Nah, I'm, okay. I'm, Here. I'm off the market, and I'm not going to do it anyway. Thought so exercise. Let's say Salma Hayek shows up at your door. She's wearing one of those kitty cat hats and a shirt that says, I'm still with her. But she says, Scott, I'm good to go. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't, Salma. You're an idiot. No, you're, you're wrong. Well, no. how about you if some eye well, shows up at your door? Let me oh, tell I'm, you what I'm, it would sound like if if that happened to Robbins. Yay! <laughs> God, I know. I'm like, sound like I'm I'm like going on Etsy that second looking for one of those stupid kitty cat hats. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. Now, David, you. that's an honest answer to the question. Yes. <laughs> He's on Etsy looking for a kitty cat. <laughs> good night. That's a good one. <laughs> Again. The, the exhaustion. Be screaming the whole way. I think I can change her, man. Yeah, the, I think I can change the her. The exhaustion is the best word, though. It would be exhausting. All right. News update. Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Yay. The Monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So where's Hunter? Where the hell are you, Hunter? Hunter Biden well, back in the news. I guess they know now, don't they? Well, you know what's really interesting. So Hunter Biden is now facing three different felony charges related to his illegal purchase of a firearm a few years ago while he was on drugs. And it just so happens, by the way, uh, a court, a federal court, the Cincinnati-based Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, has overturned a two-decade-old legal precedent saying that no, news organizations don't have a right to mug shots of defendants. Isn't it fascinating I, wow. how it's like, okay, we got the Trump mug shot. All right. wow. We're not going to worry about anything else now. What is that? That was, sorry, that was something I might run in my background. <laughs> it was some rap song. I don't know what it was. I thought it was you at first. It was me. No, you went monkey buttons, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, it was on, it was on a, yeah, it was on a background. Okay. It just started. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like, I had insanity in my headphones. Yeah, I felt that, like Lawrence O'Donnell. Yeah, that's on me. It was weird. Man, that is crazy, though, David, as far as all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. mug shots. Nah. Nah, you know what? We don't we don't want to do that because, and part of their reasoning, you know, mug shots convey guilt, and we just can't have that. Right. Oh, my goodness. 
we're living in a simulation. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got to get the Nimrods rolling. <laughs> when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. New Hampshire we start today. Police chasing a carjacking suspect, Barton DeBondo. He's driving a van. He'd stolen it at gunpoint. So he fled from the cops. He's running red lights, going through. And like, oh, my goodness. He loses control, finally crashes. You know where he crashes? No. Right in the police, police department. Station, of course. Convenient, at least. <laughs> with that, he jumped out of the van, tried to run through the station parking lot. The cops caught up with him, tased him, and arrested him. No one hurt. Also wearing an Eagles hoodie. Oh, wow. That seems to be popular these days. No, I was just kidding. Criminal part. Okay. But would you have been surprised? No. Really? And that's Nimrod's in the news.